0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the BAD Podcast. I'm Bill.
1: This is Armin. And here, Dan.
0: And uh, today is episode 5. We're actually going to be going through a little bit more of the Mournable events book. uh, Catching up on some of those rights. And then we're going to jump into the Legion overview of the Alpha Legion. Which I think will be pretty sweet. I uh, also, just before we get started, just want to do a quick shout out uh, to our sponsors, Tony at Hammerhead Games. Now you can check him out. Uh, lots of cool stuff. Templates, trays. Uh, link is in the description. And then Matt from Pop Goes the Monkey. Uh, he has a lot of wicked upgrade bits on the Shapeway store there. So definitely check him out too. Uh, link is in the description as well. So we were kicking off. We were... We, I know we, we skipped over the Assault Company, Breacher, and Veteran ones so I have to jump over to those
2: Legion-specific uh, rights. Oh, before we start, so is it only Rumor, or are they actually bringing it to Battlescribe, the Morneville rules? It,
0: it's actually it's being brought over. There's a guy who's doing like the work to port it over.
2: So, so gonna it's like, going uh, to make it official?
3: Well,
0: like Battlescribe
2: official,
3: official. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll probably be like... Uh, um, a checkbox that you check, you know, yeah. 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 So at so the so beginning
2: really when you, when you sell exactly. out your thing. Yeah. But, but it just makes it feel like it's more real now. If, if battle scribe is, is putting it into their data. Got it, yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. I think, I think right now they have, uh, what is it? Necron and the elder. Uh, yeah. The, yeah, the 30 uh, K ones. ones. Yeah. The fan made stuff. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That's, yeah. So that's pretty cool. All right, okay. Where we're to be, we, what do we switch to Legion Assault Company? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So
1: what Legion Assault here? Company, what we got, we got uh, models equipped with jump packs, can use them in both the movement and assault phases. That's nice. pretty cool. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Legion veterans are going to be equipped with jump packs for five points a model. This Food is what I like. Play, may also take combat shields for three points a model, including only the Sergeant. So Make some
2: vanguard bets.
1: Pretty much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, models equipped with jump packs
3: may deploy deep strike in the first game turn. I don't understand uh, that. Sorry, it says including only the sergeant.
1: You might be only the able to give the, just the sergeant. I think that's what it's supposed to mean. Uh, units in this way it, comes the...
3: it looks like a typo. I think it's, a typo, it's probably
0: huh? including the sergeant. Yeah sergeant, maybe, yeah, Yeah, that that makes more sense,
1: okay, yeah, yep. And then, uh, models equipped with the jump packs may deploy by D strike on the first turn, game turn. Uh, models deploying in this way gain plus one to cover saves or six plus cover save in the open until the start of the next turn, their next turn. So,
3: yeah, how does this compare to uh, the do Blood, Blood Angels Angel have one? Yeah. yeah, similar. Similar? Okay.
2: Um, the only difference is this one, it gives you vets can take jump packs.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: That's really the only difference. Oh, and I mean the assault thing with the jump packs,
3: right. which
2: Sanguinius did anyways if you took them, but okay. it, it just seems like a better right all around. This one? Yeah.
3: Well, you've got, uh, what, the uh, Night Raptors and Dark Furies. Compulsory Troops. Lactaras as well.
1: The Storm Squad, the Ultramarine. Uh, Dark Furies as well. For, uh... I don't
0: even know if that's a limitation, Sorry. having to take Night Raptors or Dark Furies as comp troops. It's If you're building a fluffy list and you want to rock that, it's probably probably what you want to go for anyways. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So they're comp. legion, right? Yeah. So I was gonna get was a little ahead here, but so yeah, they're they're comp troops. Um, but the other one I said, Lactarius Storm Squads and Dark Fury Squads are Legion assault support squads. So they're not actually compulsory,
3: right?
2: No, Night Raptors and Dark Furies are the Ultramarines guys aren't even in. Oh no. Yeah, yeah they are. You're they're just
3: Night Raptors or Dom Breakers or Locktars or Dark Furies may be taken as support squads. Yeah. Why wouldn't you take them as compulsories if you can, though? Isn't that better?
0: Well, Legion assault support squads are different, right? They actually—they're like su- regular support squads with jump packs. So you can rock like plasma guns on your jump pack guys. You can have flamers, Melt-A-Guns... That's in part of, like, as you go deeper into the book, that's one of the unit selections is a Legion Assault support squad.
2: Oh, so we Uh, jumped one thing. We jumped one. It says at least one Legion support squad must be taken. Yeah. So what it's saying is that you can use a Night Lords or a Dawnbreaker or the Ultramarine unit instead of
3: the support squad. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Oh, okay. I see. So you could have three. So if you were running... um, night lords you would have three night raptor yeah squads instead of two and one or vice versa okay that makes I think, sense, that makes sense. They, i
2: think they just mean that that they have to take a third unit and it has to be a support squad
3: but if you're one of these yes uh, yeah okay that makes sense and then you have to have an embedded character with the jump pack. that makes, makes sense. sense okay yeah. okay so i mean it, it seems really good nice and fluffy I mean, if it's if it's better than the Blood Angel one, that kind of sucks, right? But I mean, I don't know if the Blood Angel one will promote people to run assault troops, right? Like this might actually because they seem pretty they seem pretty nice, especially putting them on veterans. That sounds mm-hmm. good. Like veterans, veterans are great.
2: Well, they right? still have bolters, right? So they're still yeah. jumping around and shooting.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And five points isn't unreasonable to pay no. for that.
2: I think I think what they were trying to get at is like uh is it the Reavers from uh Sons of Horus can buy like b- jump packs? They're like I think so, yeah. They're veteran style units that they have. I yeah. think there was just them trying to streamline it so that people can just make their own vets kind of thing. Yeah. But
0: well, that last cool. limitation for that right of war is your independent character has to be equipped with a jump pack, which if that's the style of army you're running, you're, you're probably going to do that anyways. So yeah. Yeah. Again, exactly. not really a limitation. It's pretty good.
3: Yeah. I'm trying to find some supports here, right here. Reavers, right? That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reavers can have jump packs 50 points for the squad. So it doesn't really matter if you have five or 15, it's 50 points.
0: Well, that's, you know what, that's on par for what that upgrade is then for that, right? That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, reasonable. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, I guess the next one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Legion Breacher Company. Uh, all models in hardened armor can reroll armor rolls of one. Models equipped with Artisfer armor do not benefit from this rule. I like that. Uh, I Pretty like cool. how they
0: actually added that note.
1: Yeah, but that's really good. Yeah. Uh, all models equipped with boarding shields can re-roll in save rolls of one. Makes them um, tough. hmm Yeah.
0: That's the one that always gets you, too. You play on bad <laughs> enough times, that battle gets you every time. <laughs> <Just> ask Brady. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, Graviton guns can be equipped with
3: suspensors for plus five points per model. It makes it so the breachers can move and fire, right? Like grab guns are great, but the fact that they're, uh, heavies makes them a really weird choice for breachers.
2: Well, they're heavy blasts, right? So it's terrible. Well,
3: it's just kind of like, okay, it's a cool weapon, but breachers are meant to, Breach. Breach literally <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the word. They're not like I get. You could also use them for defense. Like you sit there, you know, you and, and then you fire. Sure, but uh, mostly like you think they're used for breaching, right? So you want to well, be able to. Spencer
2: fire it, the Spencer web makes it. web makes it nine inches if you move, right? If you move, yeah. So I mean that's short range, but I think a melted gun would do better.
3: Can yeah. they buy
2: a melted gun? Yeah.
0: Breachers, yeah. Okay. Breachers, okay. yeah. And then you're rolling yeah. a, a 12 inch assault weapon, which is better, I think.
3: Yeah. Okay. Okay. What well, about well,
0: plasma? Even better. Yeah. Well, maybe if you're getting preferred. <laughs> <It's> extra insurance. <laughs> there's,
2: there's a breacher. You'll see. There's they talk about breacher support squads, and those are the oh. ones that are support squads with shields, basically. Yeah. It's good. But,
3: Nice. So this is legion heavy support squads baby suspenser web same thing um, compulsory troops must be
1: so, so there is one more part before you go so thing. any infantry unit can be equipped not jump infantry can be equipped with hardened oh. armor for two points per model
3: so
0: hardened armor vets man would be awesome
3: I was just thinking that too actually I, I was reading the wrong one so ignore what I just said <laughs>
2: Would you, to be fluffy? Would they have to be like chunky, like Mark III or or two with the oh, yeah. old KSB uh, screen backpacks?
0: Oh, Mark III for, for sure. sure.
2: And then the Void uh, backpacks. The
0: void backpacks, yeah, you could rock those.
3: Honestly, two points is like a no-brainer, especially oh, if yeah. you're playing, especially if you're playing Zomertalis, and you right? get rerolls of one <laughs> the Void. Like it's like. Two reroll are your armor of one, like Dan said there. And if it's mm-hmm. open to the yeah. void, you ignore the rending rule, right? And yeah. that wouldn't you we take have that? found out. You, you would. You would equip everything. Which uh, kind of makes sense for this, because if you're planning to breach a starship or uh, a station or something, you're probably going to be fighting in the void because what are you doing? First thing you're doing is you're probably going to blow a bunch of holes in the ship and then you're gonna land in there. So yeah, most likely you'll be open to the void or some kind of poison or plasma or something. So um, you want your breachers and your Marines to probably be ready for that kind of stuff. So it makes sense. I mean, you definitely there's get a negative, it. For sure. though. There's a negative
2: sure. to having void, Oh, sorry, there's a negative to having hardened armor. It, it affects your, I think your charge roll and your run roll.
3: Yep, so. Yeah, you're slower. Right, uh, breacher and phalanx warden or medusa immortals must be taken as compulsory. Okay, nice. this one, leader breacher squads must be taken. Phalanx wardens or mortals may be taken as leader breacher support squads. Oh, breacher support squad. Sorry, so is a breacher support squad exactly like a breacher squad except they're they, able to get all, they their all have the weapons. plasmas,
2: all flamers, all whatever. Yeah. Okay, it's
3: so they just have the... are yeah, they it's more unit? I mean, oh, yeah. And it's an only
1: five man unit. I think it's a five man, but I think you can. You can upgrade it up to ten. two.
0: Yeah. Um, Mark Meek in there, uh, the Aussie from LVO. He was making a Legion breacher support squad with plasmas. Honestly, it was gonna be I, awesome.
3: I ordered a bunch of plasmas and, and bet
0: I bet they will. Literally, I was
3: thinking about this and I was like. Dark Angels would have something like this. I or Alpha I still Legion. You
0: know, they would have Man, to, but. I want to run something like that with, with my wolves, just so I can get the bonus from my priests.
3: See, but I was thinking, Alpha Legion would never need to breach. Because if Alpha Legion they're are breaching, there. you've probably already lost.
1: <laughs> so, so Yeah, they're already there. So my Ultramarines, because I equip them with the Power Swords, my Breachers, that uh, kind of makes them a lot better for survivability. The re rollings of the ones and invarables yeah. one, yeah, yeah. So that'll be interesting to try out at one point.
3: Yeah, oh, it would be it would be awesome. Uh, what else we got here?
0: This this one this next point it will be perfect for your uh, chaplain Armin. The detachment must include an independent character model equipped with a boarding shield. That's right. It's right up your. I mean, we'll right up your alley.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about Alpha Legion. We'll talk about that rule. But does every really, like? I feel like maybe people don't know why I have that boarding shield on that chaplain. And if you've ever like met me in tournaments or anything like that, I don't use it anymore. But years ago, years ago, and I think that's before seven point five, right? Um, breacher shields were defensive grenades, and defensive grenades were. If you had a model equipped with a defensive grenade, the uh, defensive grenade, the entire unit was considered having it, yeah. right? And so, I literally was like, okay, I either buy a refractor field, or a boarding shield, which in close combat are exactly the same. Yeah, I use the uh, inability to have like I use a I lose the ability to get to close combat weapons, but you're not going to be shooting at him because if you're shooting at a lone chaplain that usually runs with Elfarious and Terminators. I've already lost that unit, anyways, and uh, it just made so much sense to have those defensive grenades because when you have like big units of like butchers charge with Angron and you're negating their charge bonuses, like that's a huge yeah. deal, or at least the attack on the charge bonus, right? That was that used to be a huge deal. Well, I have this beautiful model that I can't really use now because yeah, I still use him because I have him, but the boarding shield's kind of useless. It's actually. Worse than a refractor field because uh, the refractor field. At least if I didn't have the boarding shield, I could give him a power dagger and then.
2: Well, they're the same cost.
3: That's bar. why it's, yeah. it seems worse, right? Exactly, right, right. It's, but, it's in the realm I mean, of rule of cool now. He looks really nice. Where is he? Where do I have him?
2: <laughs> I don't know. Well, he, you guys have seen pictures I,
3: I really like the way he looks. Like it's an awesome. Like breacher shields are just so awesome, so cool. Okay, Okay. let's move on. <laughs> Next one,
1: uh, Legion Veteran Company. So this one, uh, the opponent gains plus one victory point if all Veteran Tactical squads or Rampage or Terror or Reaver squads taken as troops are removed from play. Okay. Okay, that's, that's uh, high. Uh, the opponent gains plus one victory point if the Delegatus is removed from play. hmm and then we have the Legion Veteran Tactical Squads or Rampager or Terror or Reaver Squads may be taken as troops. And we also have Legion Heavy Support Squads may be equipped with suspensor webs for five points a model.
2: This is what makes the, that right better.
1: So for limitations, um, is there anything we want to touch on on those, the effects? Very much Just like... Very, uh, Pride, pretty straightforward. Yeah, I was kind of looking at that. It too. just pride
2: with heavy supports get uh suspensor webs. Yeah, so okay,
3: basically, uh, which
0: can be great, like, can't downplay that.
1: So, yeah. yeah, let me
3: it's more of a veteran thing where pride you can grab terminators as well, right? Yeah. this yeah. definitely just focuses on veterans.
1: Um, Limitations, compulsory troops must be Legion Veteran Tactical or Rampager Terror or Reaver squads. And then the Detachment must include a Delegatus who must be the Warlord unless a higher-ranked officer is also present. So.
3: Yeah. It's a nice little one. I mean, Heavy Support Squad with suspensor Webs are good, Um, especially in Centurion games. So.
1: Yeah, it just focuses more on like the veteran units of a lot of armies, right? Yeah. So
2: there's a there's a, a character that they made in here. He's a they call him a gunnery sergeant, or oh, yeah. yeah, gunnery sergeant, and he can give different ammo types to heavy support units. Yeah. So we'll we'll get to it, but yeah. So that's what I think of when I think of using this. Right, is using the alternative
3: ammunition ammo. What weapons can you use it for? Uh,
2: the he changes the ammo type for auto cannons, uh, missiles, heavy bolters, and missile launchers. Yeah. Okay. Cool.
0: Cool. But, and it's it's yeah. not significant points. I think it's one to three points per model that you're upgrading Something with a like different uh, ammo type. It's pretty good. Um, yeah. one of the uh, one of the cool things is, I I guess it. Because these are, you know, Centurion mainly, it does let you kind of play around with your list if you want to run more of a veteran-orientated squad, especially with Centurion games going up to 2k, you can probably have a lot of fun with it.
3: Yeah. The big thing, too, is it really encourages people to build lists that you may feel have existed at one time or another that actually you can't build legally through the regular means right Mm -hmm. so if you wanted like an all breacher army um or like veterans the way like they definitely just give you a little more flexibility i i mean yeah some of them are probably maybe a little better than they should be some of them are maybe a little worse than you think they would be but honestly like that's not really the point right the point is that it gives you the ability to build those lists that you really want to build
2: well it gives like They've, like when I think of the Breacher right, it kind of sounds like the Iron Hands right. There's the Hatred of Iron, I think it's called, which makes um, the Medusans troops. So you basically have a Breacher army. And I think what yeah. this is doing is is making those those certain rights that are only specific to certain legions, making it kind of available to everyone else. Like the book already kind of does that, but it doesn't do it to a grand scale of
3: like every right being just slightly. That's right. Other legions? That's right, because let's say you're Death Guard and you want to run a breacher army. Um, Maybe that's a bad example because they do run lots of breachers, but maybe you're Space Wolves, right? And you want to run breachers because you're going to be doing a lot of boarding actions. But if you're building it normally, you still need to get two tactical squads, right? And this allows you to not do that, right? Mm -hmm. You can actually, you know, and then your support squads, you're like, well, it wouldn't be cool. Like you think that a Space Marine, they're like breaching, and they all have breachers. And then the support squad behind them is like, we've got big ass plasma guns. Let's take shields too. Why not, right? You know, if it's available, like you're playing Shattered Legions, then maybe you don't have the availability to equip your entire army with 50 breachers shields, yeah. right? But Just,
1: there's a lot of there's a lot of themes to these, rights, that's right? right. Yeah, which right. okay. I think is pretty awesome. Like,
2: so what I like they what they did with these rights is they they stipulated that you have to use their made up units in the rights. Yeah. So it makes so it makes it so you have to use their their rules anyways for certain like everything. Well, they give you
0: lied. the option, which is awesome, right? Like,
2: I exactly. mean, honestly, again,
3: if you don't want to, you could say I don't want to. Yeah, right. yeah, But... I just it, like this nice. actually put it in there. Yeah. See there was they something on your food. like there's something in your room too, Dan, flying around. I just saw it. <laughs> For those who can't wow. see on
0: the screen, there's like this little bug thing or something that just hovers around Armin's room and it's been there forever. Um like, but it's the two apparently Dan I, has one too. You...
2: It just came from my screen to your screen. That's all it happened. There we go.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or wherever I don't know where you are, Armin. But (laughs) (laughs) well, for now, like we'll probably we'll probably stop and jump into some of the meat and potatoes now with do some Legion review, but we will continue to go through the Mornival book. Yeah, that uh, was. Like I know there's a whack of exotic weapons, um, ranged weapons. All sorts of stuff, new psychic powers, a bunch of uh, um, rights for the Durian mode here, or Decurian mode. It's like a kill team style. Uh, really, really cool, though. Just They've kind of gone all out, so a, a big thanks to the Monavel Events Group for throwing it together. It's, uh, it's, it's well worth uh, the price if you can get one of the hard copy books. And if not, the PDF are, are available online. I, I would definitely suggest to check it out. Yeah, we're gonna have the it's link, nice right? Yeah, link so. will be in the description, so you can check out. I think it's on it out. our Facebook page. Here. I believe so. Yep. Yeah. No, awesome. I'm just gonna. So put what, what back, do we want to do? I'll put us back to the uh, Brady bunch, and we can. We'll kick into, like, an Alpha Legion overview. Okay, we're gonna start with yeah. I got. Alpha Legion and- yeah, I got a couple little questions here that I think will kind of help. Um, some of the listeners get to know where you're at with Alpha Legion and just what kind of uh, things you have to offer.
3: Well, I'll, I'll kind of start from the beginning. So I was born in... No, I'm just joking. Um, we're <laughs> going to, I'll start from oh, yeah. the beginning. Um, 19 or 1892. No. Um, when, I, when we started this uh, playing 30k... Right? I didn't actually know what I wanted to play, so I just picked a really cool color scheme, and I wasn't sure if I was 100% sold on it. So I picked a color scheme that I actually don't use now. They just sit on my shelf. Maybe I'll take some pictures too so you guys can see. But And I wasn't really sure if I wanted to do Sons of Horus or Alpha Legion. So then I had kind of decided that I wanted to do Alpha Legion because they were kind of teal looking, but not really shiny, not metallic. Um, but then I... People kept confusing them for Sons of Horus. And oh, so I decided, yep, yeah, I want to do them as Sons of Horus. And then I think Rill came out with the Venator and the color scheme, the blue-green. And as soon as I saw it, like I saw that tank and I just fell in love. And probably around the same time, I'm thinking I was reading Legion and I just knew that that, that was going to happen. Like Alpha Legion was the army that I wanted to play. Um, I've already known the rules because I played them quite a bit and I really liked them. Uh, I felt they were pretty competitive. That's kind of how I started painting them. Competitive wise, honestly, like if anybody here that's listening, if you guys want to ask questions, feel free to message. Um, If you do want us to discuss your questions as well, next week too, I think we kind of talked about it. We'll take like five minutes, 10 minutes, as long as it needs, as long as we need to to answer questions, point out comments, anything that you guys want to point, we'll kind of cover next week. So feel free to uh, put comments down or if you want to specifically talk to any of us, feel free to message and say, hey, Armin, you know, why do you do this? Or what is your idea behind this? Or you're doing this wrong because that has happened before as well. Um, Alpha Legion, okay. So what are we going to start here with Alpha Legion? So you would say
0: the Venator is what Drew you to the Legion.
3: Well it was On the top color. Of like
0: fluff, the color scheme and everything else.
3: The color scheme, yeah. And honestly, like I really loved like I I just love the idea that and we kind of joked about it earlier, but if you see Alpha Legion attacking you, you've probably already lost. Right? Because you nobody actually knows much about them. And I know lots of people. I actually read this Reddit rant about a guy that he spent probably three pages bitching about the Alpha Legion, about how everything works perfectly for them. How, <laughs> But honestly, it's story writing. You literally read every other book and every other Legion, and same thing happens. Look at the White Scars. They're so amazing at everything. But if you actually keep reading, like Khan, uh, Jagatai Khan talks about it, and he says, you know, at first, all his tactics worked perfectly. But he's up against Emperor's Children. He's up against Sons of Horus. So they adapt to his tactics. So eventually, same thing will happen with the Alpha Legion too, right? Like, yeah, they surprise Terra, they surprise Dorne, and they surprise all these legions, uh, the Raven Guard. But then they have also adapted so that it's not as easy for the Alpha Legion to just, you know, infiltrate them all the time and just be there all the time, right? So, I mean, at the beginning, yeah, they're really cool, but then they, you know, all the legions will, are technically at par, or they're supposed to be, right? They have their things that they're good at. The thing I like about the Alpha Legion is story. Yes, I, I love their fluff. I love how they think they're the good guys, how they're really trying to help out, but they're tragically not, you know, they, they don't technically ever succumb to chaos from what I understand uh, from the story. They stole the gene seed spoilers. They stole the gene seeds so they can like, that's the one. Yeah, that's exactly the one. Yeah. Uh, so they can they can make more Marines even ten thousand years into the future. They've apparently been eradicated three times, uh, I think during that time. And and every time the Council of Terra believes they're dead, they end up coming back. So, I mean, I really like their Legion. I really like the rules. Uh, I I don't really like the two Primarchs personally, um, and how they're like weaker. I guess it would make sense because all the Primarchs are made out of the the warp, right? So if Terrible. the amount of if the amount of warp you push into a Primarch makes them so strong, then if you have to split that warp into two, I guess they're slightly weaker. Maybe you look at it like that. Sure. The two sides maybe of the same coin, right? They're they're a little bit weaker, yeah, yeah. But I definitely that's kind of what drew me into them. Really, is is that espionage? The you know, and they're still Marines, right? Yeah. So it's not like you're like, oh, they're like hiding behind. No, they're they're still Marines. They're still the toughest you know, fighting in the nice.
1: galaxy, right? So I really yeah. enjoyed Legion
3: myself. It was a good book. It was awesome. It, it was interesting because it wasn't actually like if you read it, a lot of it didn't go into the Alpha Legion. Most of it was about the specialists and you know the, the, the army. And I know Andy you would like it because of that as well. And I really did like that you believed those characters. Right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm at least I did at the time there was a few corny things I think it was because it was one of the first books written um but I thought it was I thought it was really well it drew me in I I loved it and a lot of their short stories and stories afterwards that I read I really enjoyed too the Alpha Legion ones so yeah definitely worth a read um
0: (laughs) what's your favorite right to use with the Alpha Legion so to maximize, I mean, <laughs> right? Like, what do, you, what do you like? Like, if you know Armin, he likes to he plays hard, but he plays I, a, I like a good to play game. Hard. Yeah,
3: yeah, and I like to play people who play hard, right? Yeah. Um, I know where my Alpha Legion stand. I know which armies I can beat and which armies I'm going to have a lot of trouble with. Um, I personally like the well. I like you talk about right? Sure. Yeah. I like Alfarius, right? So I really like him. So because I use him, I want to run the Lanyan Terminators and I want to run veterans. So I run Proud of the Legion. right? I really like that because it gives me the ability to run those as troops and not spend points on tactical Marines. Um, unfortunately, majority of the games that you play from the book aren't kill point games. I think they're about half-half. Yeah. So I find that the kill point games I don't do terrible at because I don't have those those troops. And if we do play objective games, there's only one mission where you need lots of troops, right? Majority of the missions are, um, you get the one objective that you have to take in the opponent's zone, and deny an them yours, right? And so with that, I only really need one troop to survive, and both veterans and my terminators score. So. Um, that's that's the right I really enjoy using, um, for a majority of my games. But, you know, when I do play, my opponent has to understand that if they play that army, like they're playing a hard Alpha Legion list.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I can I can yeah. attest to that for sure. I think everybody here has uh, had to go against the Alpha Legion at one point. So, oh yes. What would your? Yeah. uh oh, go ahead then.
2: I was going to say I failed at them, and now Armin uses my
3: models for to bolster his army. <laughs> That's right. Like, I literally do not have a single tactical Marine painted. I have 10 on the go, but they've been on the go for about six months now. And I just wanted to play some tactical Marines, so I borrowed Dan's, uh, I think, 30 Marines I have of yours yeah. that are now, uh, I use them as tactical Marines. And you can tell his. there's... Slightly different color, yeah, and and his guns are a different color too. But it works really well. It's yeah, that's oh, nice. My, uh,
0: there we go. There's the boarding shield guy.
3: The, the infamous Chaplin. Yeah, the infamous Chaplin. Yeah. So, called out so many times. I I just want to mention something. That that fist, I got that from Forge World. I'm I want to say, seven or eight years ago. That fist, and if you actually look really closely, I don't know if the picture does it justice, but Inside the fist, you can see his hand holding the mechanism. Yeah, Yeah.
0: it's the Artificer style, the character upgrade pack. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, super awesome, super awesome model. Um, I used the Kelf, um, Kelf, uh, Chaplin. Chaplin.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, Give him the fist. Have to do a lot of work around the, yeah, I swapped his head, had to do a lot of work around his arm. Because it doesn't didn't fit perfectly, and then the boarding shield as well. So, it's uh, awesome. It it definitely like it fits my army, (laughs) ish. Um, but yeah, yeah. So you had uh, you were gonna ask another one.
0: I was gonna say yeah. What um, legion specific unit would be your favorite?
3: Not including a Primark. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. Just your, your, your other units available.
3: I, I love the Terminators, right? The Larnian Terminators are really, really cool. Um, I don't think they're... I think they're properly costed, right? Compared to the regular Terminators. Like if I if I compare them to Legion Terminators, mm. um, you pay extra points for that weapon skill. You pay extra points for the Volkite, Volkite uh, weapon. Um, what I really like about them is um, they do get stubborn. Doesn't always come in handy because uh, they're usually with my Primarch or Chaplain, So they're both mm-hmm. fearless. But uh, I do like that the character, the Harrower, the unit sergeant, starts with three attacks base. Right? So that's really cool because that's a lot of attacks. Because he's got three base, and then you give him um, a power fist, and then because he's a sergeant, you can give him a power dagger, and then he gets that four attacks, and then the charge, he's got five, which is actually like a really centurion.
0: good, yeah. Right?
3: So that's really, really nice. So when you attack with uh, with weapon skill five, you um, they can definitely do quite well in combat. Um, I mean, other than that, really, they—they're probably my favorite. Um, I've used headhunters last couple of games that I played. Um, I've always found competitively, I found that they did lack. Um, they're just a little overpriced. I know they've kind of changed them a little. They lower their points and they get uh, um, combine bolters automatically, and of course, preferred enemy. Uh, do they get preferred enemy?
2: Preferred
3: Infantry. Why am I not seeing that? Oh, it's in the FAQ. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So that makes them really, really good. Again, I think points for points, I think Seekers are better because they're more versatile because they've got the AP2 weapons where the Headhunters are uh, the Bane Strike Ammunition. Right? If the Bane Strike Ammunition was like rending, I think I would definitely go with the Headhunters. Um, But uh, because they're not, um, I would say, competitively, not my favorite choice. But I use them for fun, and I actually had a lot of success with them in like Centurion uh, Centurion games and uh, Zomortalis games, and they definitely feed the fluff of the army quite well. So I do, I do like them as well. Personally, I like the Longuean Terminators, but mm. uh, the Headhunters, I do like, and I love the models too. Like, that's yeah, one thing nice. I do like. I do, I do use the, those models as my veterans. Because I really like, I, I like the shoulder pads. I like the chest. I like the head, right? Well, the whole yeah. army looks great on the field, right? Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. You when you display yeah. it too, it's it's uh, such a unique
3: color. So yeah, and I mean, mine are painted with the green and blue, right? So they yeah they depending on how you look at them, they're slightly different. So it's kind of nice. I wonder
2: why they did that when they talk about them being purple in the legion.
3: I don't know. They kind of they kind of switch that right because they're purple in Legion, but then if you actually listen further down the the road in books, they don't mention the purple again. Mm-hmm. Right, even on the cover of Legion, they're like purple. Right, yeah. so you're right, you're right. It's kind of weird. That's I like don't, the maybe old it's...
1: school color form Homage, too. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I think so too.
1: So, how much to the old uh, artwork? Maybe.
2: Well, I, maybe it was just because they're too close to Emperor's children. Maybe I don't know.
3: Maybe I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, I am definitely glad that they're blue green as opposed to purple.
2: Yeah.
0: Don't
3: get me wrong, nothing against purple, but I definitely like the way the way they look now. Again, that Venator. When I saw the paint job, I was like, Yes, that's the idea <laughs> I want to paint. Yeah. It was definitely challenging to uh get that color scheme right and and do that. But yeah. Yeah. Um well back in the day
0: back in the day, just to touch on your color scheme, right? Like contrast didn't exist and I know contrast you can actually get that alpha legion like dual spray quite nice and easy um but you had to use Tamiya clears
3: didn't you i still do yeah. i still do I, I i won't go from them because that's how i've painted but yeah so um just quickly to to go over okay. it a little bit i do a silver you know black primer and then i'll i do a silver paint and but i paint them with silver so i do zenith highlights um brighter on top darker on the bottom um, from the bottom, and then I do lots of Tamiya colors. So Tamiya colors are a little challenging. If you guys have used them to push them through your airbrush, you have to make sure that you use extenders and thinners, or else they will uh, retarders and extenders. Yeah, because um, they used to plug up my airbrush. Like I used to spray and then have to clean out the airbrush all the time. Mm. And then I found a, found a Tamiya retarder as well that works quite well. And then it just gives me that work time with it um so yeah yeah it it definitely is a is a process like i have a mix of blue green that i make myself from the Tamiya blues and greens that i do a base coat on and then from the like side i do a green from the top i do a blue and then um no sorry the other way around from the bottom is blue the top is a little green and then the top top I do another silver with more just blue. So if you look at them straight from the top, they look blue, but then as you kind of come down, they look green and then a dark blue on the bottom. Cause usually the bottom is a little bit darker silver. So um, then you have to seal it and then you have to paint over it. And usually when you seal something like painting over it is a little challenging because you have to make sure to put a couple of extra coats because you can't brush on Tamiya. Like it doesn't look the same. Mm-hmm. No. So so you have to make sure that if you know. make a mistake painting. You gotta be able to clean it up. So, yeah.
1: I know uh, GW made some clears
3: now as well. Well, the
1: contrast, right? Well, uh, on top no, of that, they, they have a clear range clears. too. Oh, do they? And, and yeah. Um, yeah, they they actually do quite the same kind of job as with like mm-hmm. the Tamias. Maybe not as intricate as how you just said it, but um, I'm sure with. Working around with different metallics and whatnot, you can get this
3: similar result. And and I mean, there's lots of different ways too. I've heard people like will mix, um, like metallic stuff into their colors, and uh, yeah, I've I've heard many different ways to do it. I definitely
2: like the ones I did. I don't know if you guys can actually see it, but I kind of just did a, I did a, I sprayed them metallic blue, and then I literally just sprayed uh, a green Tamiya clear over top just like right from the top. So when you look straight down at them, they look almost like emerald, but as soon as you go to like twist them over, so you're looking this way, it's, it's dark blue. So, but it's not as intricate as Armin's is, but uh,
3: honestly, it. good, so. yeah, Right. yeah. That color scheme, that metallic blue is really nice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: They're probably the only reason I wanted to, uh, play them was just to push myself into painting something outside of my comfort zone. So mm-hmm.
3: nice. I don't know. Um,
2: do you want to maybe just quickly go over the Legion rules and stuff? Yeah, or, yeah.
3: No, I
0: was gonna I say, you should do kind of like a breakdown of the rules and maybe touch base on how you use that for like your list building.
3: So I think like mutable tactics is their main rule and then they have the martial hubris. So if the enemy destroys more units, then they gain a victory point. So you're going to give up a victory point there if they do. Uh, but mutable tactics is awesome. So they have an ability, if you don't know, to basically pick at the start of the game a rule that everybody with Adeptus Astartes gets. And this is different than picking a rule when you're building your army because it's, it's way better. Yeah. You see your opponent, you know what you're fighting, you get to pick a rule. And I meet a lot of people will build their army around this rule. And I tend to as well. But there has been times where I've gone into a game and be like, yeah, no, this I'm going to pick something else because it's better, right? So you've got the ability to scout, infiltrate, tank hunter, counterattack, move through cover, and adamantium will. So out of these really for me, um, I build my army with a lot of Volkites, a lot of heavy Volkites, the, the big ones, the calverins. Um, and so I like I like tank hunter for my army because if everything gets tank hunter it applies in close combat excuse me shooting so strength six tank hunter you might not think is great but anything armor 12 you can easily glance to death especially when you're using volkites like you know 20 to 40 shots in a squad depending on what you're using with tank hunter you're probably going to rip anything apart like and there's been many times where my i use jetpikes i deep strike them down and guys with knights are like oh yeah whatever, no big deal, right? And then they shoot, you know, there's 20 shots and shoot and you hit like, you know, 15, maybe more with preferred enemy. And then with 15, even if you take the math, that's five glances right there with tank hunter, right? And knights only have six. So when you can drop a knight almost, if not drop one in a single turn of shooting from a squad, it's really, really good. And there's been many times where, you know, being able to outflank guys and then being able to use the tank hunter rule really well um, it's paid off. Uh, the other one that I love is counterattack. If you're going to be getting into close combat, counterattack is awesome, especially in smaller games like Centurion. So, um, Mortalis are just so, so, so good. Um, if you want right to run their coils the Hydra, the other one that people, a lot of them will use is uh, infiltrate, right? Because uh, that's one of the things that you have to do. Uh, Legion specific units, so they have the Saboteur. I won't really go tons into him. He, he is really nice. He's kind of like the... There's an almost equivalent... Vigilator? Um, yeah, yeah, Vigilator. That's right. But oh, Captain. Um, he has to be lone. He can't be your compulsory HQ. Um, he must begin the reserve. And then um, when you bring him on, he can either do an automatic uh, penetrating hit at AP2 or he does like D6, string 6, AP3 hits on a unit. And then you can't take cover saves, um, and then you have some restrictions in what you can equip them with. So that automatic penetrating hit is kind of cool. Um, a lot of times, like you're not really expecting to blow something up because it's only a sixteen percent chance, but you can, you know, stun something that you, you know, really want don't want to fire next turn, for example, or or something like that. Um, again, do I use them very often? No. Um, I have seen people use them and you know, I've played against it actually at the tournament I played a, um, and the, my opponent had one and yeah, I don't remember. I think he stunned one of my Venator tanks, which was effective. So yeah. yeah, I
2: think, I think he's a one trick pony. I think,
3: I, unfortunately I think so too. Um, especially since he's not like a compulsory HQ. So again, you talk about like fun wise. Yeah. yeah. He's a cool character to run. Um, if you want him to be very effective, you're probably not going to find him being able to do that. Um, their unique right of War is really, really cool. So the Coils of the Hydra is awesome. Um, so you can either add plus one to go first or seize the initiative or reroll seize the initiative. Sorry. So I mean, normally that's not a huge deal, but if you're running Alpharius who seizes on four plus, being able to reroll that almost guarantees you that you're going to be going first. Yeah. Um, Enemy reserve rolls are minus one, so that's awesome. Especially if you combine it with something else like minus two, like people aren't putting stuff in reserve if, if they have a choice, right? Um, the other one that's awesome as well is the rewards of treason. So if you're running this, um, you may take another units, or sorry, another legion's special units, but you they gain your adeptus star or legion of stardes alpha legion special rule it's so crazy so crazy so so that's awesome so you could run any other army so this also i really enjoy because i always want to paint other armies right and this way i actually have the ability to pick a unit pick a special unit and paint it right
1: <coughs> so besides yourself how how often actually this is more for the group how often have we seen that
2: maybe the Honestly, first league yeah not say, very I know, often
1: i know you used
0: tyrant terms against me one time
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah. actually no that's not true so there was a time where we first started where none of us actually had 30k models so i'm going to talk about us actually playing and representing majority of our armies this mm-hmm. was for a couple of reasons one we didn't have the money to afford You know, an entire army right away, but we all wanted to play. So we were using 40k Marines as 30k Marines. Yeah. Using regular turnairs and
0: 2012.
3: That's right. That's exactly (laughs) it. Right? So there was one league that we did, and I played Alpha Legion. And what I did is every time I played an opponent, I would take one of his units and play with that unit against them. Now I didn't have the models, so sometimes I was like, I remember talking to Dan, I'm like, hey, you've got some um what are the Iron Hand Terminators? Medusans? Oh, the
2: Gorgons. the Gorgons. Gorgons,
3: yes. And I was, like, trying to borrow them and the Furies and to use against my opponent, right? And sometimes I wasn't able to, but it was actually a lot of fun. It was awesome, and I really want to be able to do that again. So I think, other than that, I, I haven't seen it very often. And I'll tell you why. I think I think this is why. Um, you must take an additional compulsory troop choice, And and then infantry squads that don't have dedicated transports have to uh, or the ability to infiltrate you can't take. So with the exception of the vigilator um, you can only take a single console which isn't a huge deal and then uh, no fortifications rather space for the allies. So I think the big deal here is the extra troop choice is a big tax to pay especially when your tax is three tactical squads and then unless you're t- unless they have infiltrate or have a dedicated transport, right So if you were using your immutable tactics, you have to pick infiltrate or you have to be buying rhinos for each one of these squads, right So I think if you want to play coils of the Hydra, um, it, it's a very expensive tax to start that army, right And uh, we all know that tactical marines are expendable in this yeah. game, right. So um, if you want to play for a lot of fun, Absolutely. It's an awesome, right? I love it. I've played it. Right. But if you want to be at least a little competitive, I find attacks a little bit outweighs the, um, the bonuses and benefits of, of the coils.
2: I think part of the problem too is Alfurious
3: not having infiltrate. Mm-hmm. And that's right. That's right. So he doesn't have infiltrate. And so with your units getting infiltrate, there was issues with you deploying them with Alpharius. So even if I take like butchers, for example, and I, or Tyrant Siege Terminators, I have an issue deploying him with them because they'll have Infiltrate, mm-hmm. right? In that case, you get around it by not taking that mutable tactic and buying everything transports, right? But it definitely gives you also, it limits what you can also get because if you're not taking Infiltrate, then units that can't get transports um, or Deep Strike, you can't actually get, right? So. That kind of uh limits your army as well so um i think if you're running it like you have to be taking other people's units right um I, I don't know if you were and if you're doing that then you're trying to be competitive i feel like the tax outweighs anybody else's unit that you can pick right like yeah a terminators are good you know there's segment terminators are better um the siege tire terminators are better um, point for point, let's say, but does the tax outweigh that? I don't think so, personally. But it is—it is a lot of fun to use, a lot, a lot of fun to play, especially when your opponent comes and you're using his units ag- against them. That's that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's that's awesome, and that's what I would do personally. Like, I would—I don't think I would ever bring like Salamander Fire Drakes and just run them normal because I've seen that a lot because they used to be like D and Top dog, you know yeah. two, yeah, three plus invulnerable terminators right and then you would just use them in your army i don't think so because if you want that style of army run salamanders (laughs) right Right. like you know you know alpha (laughs) alpha legion are more like if i'm playing bill i'm gonna be bringing tyrant siege terminators if i'm playing andy i'm gonna bring uh ultramarine uh wussies or something i don't don't know (laughs) (laughs) whatever they're called the
0: tyrant siege terminators that's
3: what they're called. <laughs> so Yeah. Uh,
1: so
0: you yeah. so this so people understand like the how good that can be. So when you take Tyrant Siege Terminators yes. and, and you're taking So does your whole army have to do infiltrate or can you get the tank hunter still?
3: So depends. Again, if you so the limitation is if your units So the limitation says um, Infantry squads that do not either have a dedicated transport or ability to infiltrate or deep strike may not be chosen. So, for example, so if I'm running the Tyrant Siege Terminators in a Land Raider with Alpharius and everything else, and I don't need to take infiltrate as a mutable tactic, absolutely I can pick Tank Hunter, and that means those Tyrant Siege Terminators would gain Tank Hunter. Yeah. So, so would the so would the entire army. That's right. That's right. So would the entire army. Right, so that's kind of the the good thing too. And I mean, you can talk about other units too that Tank Hunter would be really good with as well. Um, I mean, Counterattack is great too, to be honest. Right, like being able to take a charge and you know is really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they would use any Legion-specific abilities that you would give them, for example. So if if an army gives them something, they would lose that. But they get Legion Astartes Alpha Legion, which is great. Um, so they gain they get uh, venom spheres which are kind of interesting they're like uh, assault grenades right Um, and they give hammer wrath special rule to units that have them Um, models that have them sorry and then also if you throw them it's a 8 inch range strength 3 assault 2 blast 3 inches one shot like a 3 inch blast I've never thrown one. It's kind of <laughs> weird. Like, I, I don't know. Um, I do use the, of course, assault grenade, and I try to remember the hammer of wrath special rule. Like, Alpharius gets them. So, when he charges in, he does get hammer wrath. Um, I do sometimes forget. Um, you are able to also buy the venoms here as well, right? Um, power daggers. Power daggers are cool because that's an ability that I love. So, any character model with the legion of alpha legion special rule may take a power dagger in addition to the normal weapons for five points so power dagger is strength is user minus one ap3 rending but the best thing about this is a specialist weapon yeah right so that's what i really really like because it being a specialist weapon is really cheap extra attack to pair with a power fist chain fist um Paragon Blade, whatever you use it, it gives you that extra attack. So um, it's really, really cheap and all your characters can get it. It
2: it doesn't replace a weapon either. It literally just says a character can buy this weapon. Yep. They take a Power Dagger in
3: addition to their normal options. Yeah.
2: Because Terminators usually get the problem of only holding one weapon at a time kind of thing. And then also now you can buy Terminators. You can give them the Power Dagger.
3: Which is definitely what I do, right? For my harrower, as I mentioned earlier, Larnian Terminators, I give him a chain fist and a power dagger, and that power dagger is that extra attack, right? So now he has four attacks base, which is really neat,
0: mm-hmm.
3: right? Um, we kind of touched a little bit on the headhunters. I mean, they're five ballistas killed. They're really good, you know, for for what they do, right? For um, shooting infantry, right? They're great. Uh, Lightning and Terminators, again, I really like. A couple of weird things about them is they can have the conversion beamer, which, I mean, I don't think you would ever run <laughs> because you have to sit back and fire it.
0: Yeah, it's right? such a weird I've, option for them.
3: I've, I've only, only ever have Weapons, seen, uh, deal, uh, weapons fire. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but the Plasma Blaster is awesome, right? So you can buy them a Plasma Blaster. Um, they do have Stubborn. They do start with Power Axes, which I never use. I always upgrade to power fists, which bothers me a lot because the models come with power axes, and in order to switch to power fists, I have to do some green stuff work, which I'm not comfortable with. So I, <laughs> I haven't actually done it yet. Um, but I do like the I do like the Volkai chargers. Yeah, technically you pay more for it than the points, but it is really nice. Like 15 inch range, two shots, strength five. Like, yeah. is awesome.
0: Yeah, getting okay. shot by those is never fun.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. Um, if you ever
1: faced if you ever faced
3: Armin's army? There's a lot of Volkite. I, I do. Well, like they clearly are meant for volkites, right? Like even in the stories, they talk about them having volkites. Like they're what very well equipped legion, right? Seems like the emperor spent a lot of money on that legion and gave them a lot of resources. So they uh, I figure I choose them. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, right? double the cash.
3: The, double the the budget, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, characters. So what do we got? We got dinat. Dinat's a cool character. Um he's uh like a praetor style. Um he has his uh hammerhead assault if he's a warlord, so if you're not running him with uh Alfarius. Yeah, make a lot of noise here. Sorry. So, with his warlord trait, um, he gains deep strike, and may reroll the deep strike scatter on the turn he arrives. Right. So, and in addition to another unit, uh, infantry unit. So you can put him with, uh, with like a terminator squad or, or something, and have him deep strike down. He's really, really cool. Uh, he has a harrowing ability. So while in the enemy deployment zone. All units with the Allegion of Studies Alpha Legion special rule, as well as the Alpha Legion Dreadnoughts, um, may reroll sweeping advance rolls and, and add plus one results when they inflict on the vehicle damage table. So that's really, really interesting. So a lot of people will combine him with the Saboteur. And then, because the Saboteur infiltrates, they infiltrate him to the enemy's deployment zone and then they do one. Uh, automatic penetrating hit. So now that's not AP2. It's technically AP1. You get plus two on the on the on the roll off, right? So it's a little bit better chance of actually destroying or doing serious damage to to, to something. Um or, comes with the...
2: sorry, I was gonna say where you could see it being really greasy is that suicide veteran squad with all combi meltas. Yeah. Yeah or like a diamond zone being right, totally actually better than AP1.
3: Yeah, or like orbital assault army or, or something like that, where you can really just come down in his deployment zone and like massacre the opponent's army, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he comes with a thunder hammer and a power sword, which is a weird combination, but I mean, it's a cool model if you see them. And then, um, yeah, he has the regular stuff that I'm um, going to call it that. Uh, a praetor would, would get. The, the, he's the,
2: the, plus one so. wound though, isn't he? He's four, four wounds. wounds yeah. 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 And he also no, gets it, the
3: ability to to mix his weapons in combat? Yeah, yeah he has a weapon mastery so he can split between the power sword and uh, and the thunder hammer. Nice. Again, he's a he's a good character. He's 200 points. He is a little pricey though, right, when you think about it. Um, but he is a good praetor if you want to run him as your warlord, right? Uh, next one is the Exodus, so that's the Assassin. Um, pretty cool. I think we've talked about him a little while back. Um, he isn't your compulsory choice. Um, he's a lone killer, so he can't join units except reconnaissance squads or Alpha Legion Headhunters. Um, he has that rifle that is uh, either Salvo 2.4 or Heavy 1, um, which is pretty cool. I mean, he gets uh, lots of abilities, if you want to run Headhunters and him, it's kind of cool, right? It's it's fluffy. I've never heard of them talk about a character like this in the stories. Right. Except, except maybe Omegon. Like, if anybody I would think would, like, snipe people out, I would think it would be, like, Omegon. So, but I don't actually know. Like, he's definitely not Omegon, so... Um, we just don't yeah. Know. <laughs> He's a little underpriced for oh my god. <laughs> and then, Alfaris. <clears throat> oh, well, I don't know uh, if you have
2: sick for um, I forget his name. He's like a delegatus character.
0: Yep. Yeah. I can't uh, remember his name.
2: I know who you're talking so, about. So, yeah. Thor, I think his name is. Oh or... yeah, yeah
3: yeah yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh... Uh, it's somewhere over there, right? But yeah, you're right. There is another character.
2: His, what? Well, basically, his ability is he's allowed to pick one warlord trait from the strategic. That's basically wow. his That's his nice. gimmick, right? So yeah. he's basically just a delegatus. He's still two wounds. He's like I think 115 points or something. But his what makes him good is that he can pick one warlord trait from the strategic. So
3: I guess so. Go ahead. Alpharius. Yeah. Um, I actually have not ever faced an Alfarious. Every time I have fought an opponent that's Alpha Legion, they have not had Alpharius. Huh. Which is weird because you guys I think you can probably count on your hand how many times you've fought me without Alfarius. Yeah. Because if you go to, like, any tournament, have you guys seen Alpharius? Like, I don't remember seeing one. No, it's not common. Not
0: usually. No. It's usually, like, a super heavy comboing up with the army or
3: yeah.
2: not even. Clearly, right they're doing it wrong.
3: Well, it I, I mean, I don't know. okay, so, so <laughs> by far... Uh, so he's seven weapon skills, six strength, six and six wounds, six initiative, five attacks. Okay, he's got a two-handed weapon, so he's not getting like extra attacks or anything. Co- like one-on-one, he, other than Logar, untransfigured, he's the worst Primarch in close combat. Uh,
0: I don't know if I'd say that. He's
3: well, he's what, good though. Like, what Primarch can can he beat? Not Dorne. Dorne. Not Dorne. <laughs> Dorne. Dorne still beats him. So I had to. Not have Dorne, to. yeah. <laughs> oh, we're talking about the story. Yeah, that wasn't Alfarious. Dorne, Dorne could never beat Alfarious. No. Um, it actually doesn't bother me that Dorne beat him in combat. There's two things that bother me about that book. Um, that Dorne outsmarted Alfarius to the point that Alfarious didn't see it coming and didn't plan for that eventuality, which is kind of weird. Like Alpha Legion literally had like taken Terra and the whole system by surprise, but like it all hinged on Doran leaving and not coming back. Yeah, like, it was just like, them. It was so dumb. And I was like, <laughs> you think you would also plan, like you plan for a million contingencies, but this one, which is very likely, like, I, I don't know. I don't know that's one thing I didn't like, and then the second thing I didn't like is how Dorn beats Alfarious. Is that his? Uh, why can't I remember his name? He's like the only guy that they talk about in that whole book. Sigismund. No, 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 no. It wasn't Sigismund. Um, I haven't read the book, so. What's the character's name? They repeat the character's name constantly. There's always one now. I haven't read that. Uh, oh. Either way, he like saves Dorn by getting in the way. He like sees that Alpharius was like off-footed, but then like Dorne falls for it and he realizes that it's all a feint and Alpharius is going to kill Dorne and then he like has time to process all this and jump and get in the way of Alpharius's blow just enough for Alpharius to miss. Like I was like, no, everything would have happened by the time you even realized what was happening. So those are the two things I didn't actually like, but overall, I still think Dorne should be able to beat Alpharius. Alpharius is technically by far the weakest Primark in hand-to-hand combat. That said, though, I still constantly use him. And uh, I mean, I just don't know why you wouldn't. So he's got two plus four plus. Uh, he does come with pl- uh, Venom spheres. He has a plasma blaster stock that's master crafted. So that's like two shots master crafted. Um, he has his pale sphere, uh, his weapon. He has a nuncio box, cognizism signum, and a cameline cloak camel line cloak yeah camel cloak (laughs) yeah but it's it's awesome like you might not think that's a big deal but he gets stealth yes that's the fight yeah awesome but he gets stealth though so like he gives stealth to other units that he's with so a lot of people forget that or don't even realize so if i take a unit and i put it in a ruin with alpharius they have three plus cover like that's huge right uh, the Pale Spear is awesome, too. It's strength as user, so 6. Yeah, AP it's just, 1. It's that weapon that makes him good. That's right. So AP 1 is huge against um, vehicles, right? Uh, it has armor bane. So shrink 6 armor bane isn't terrible, but it's not bad. Like, he can go... Like, I've taken him up against knights and destroy knights, right? Uh, two-handed again. The other really awesome part about this weapon is it's instant death. So a lot of times, like, Feel No Pain, he ignores, right? Um, the multi-wound creatures, he just, like, walks through, like, nothing, right? Yeah, he kills so, Mechanicum. Right? He just, like, and the Mechanicum, a lot of them have high toughness. So yeah. he has six strength. So if they're toughness seven, like, he's not just completely massacring them. But he's can still do better than a lot of other Primarchs because he just gets one hit. And if they fail their multiple save, which a lot of times isn't amazing, they're, they're just removed, right? So that's really nice. That's really good about the weapon. And, and I do like the AP one because it makes them really good against vehicles.
0: Well, right? instant death alone is a nice rule because not many Primarchs have instant death on their weapon. And not well, many are swinging at strength 10 either, right? Like majority is between like strength 7 and 8 usually, unless you're uh, Perturabo with a hammer or sure. whatever, right? Yeah. So it's pretty nice.
3: Yeah, yeah, and it is really nice because it also ignores Feel No Pain. So if he's fighting something else with Feel No Pain, you don't get to take it, right? Even because even though it's only Strength 6 yeah. on his weapon. Where I really think Alpharius really does a lot for my army is he's got his Sire of the Alpha Legion special rule. So it says, so Alpharius has the preferred enemy, everything. He starts with counterattack. So him and his unit automatically get counterattack as well. Uh, move through cover. So this one's huge. A lot of people don't realize regular Primarchs don't have move through cover. He gets move through cover that also is conferred to his units. So if you're charging through cover, he doesn't get the negative two penalty, right? Negative two to movement, which which there's, I think, only a couple of Primarchs out there that have that ability. I think right? it's just him. No, I think uh, I, w- I want to say uh, the Raven Guard. Korax. Korax, yeah, I think Korax might too. But it. it, it a lot of people like don't notice that, but that's huge. Um, he gets Scout Crusader, and these uh, only apply when his presence has been revealed. Which I mean, we can go over that. Um, in addition, all models with the Legion of Studies Special Alpha Legion Special rule in the same army as Alfarius gain the Preferred Enemy Everything Special rule while he's on the table and revealed. So this is the one where I feel that. Is like a huge multiplier. Because when you're firing, you're rerolling once to hit. When you're wounding, you're rerolling once to hit. When you're hitting in close combat, you're rerolling once to hit. You're wounding in close combat, you're rerolling once to wound, right? So, and it's everything. So that's, that I find makes a huge difference, especially when your dice are up and down. And when they're not because overall it's just an amazing rule like being able to reroll those ones so the fact that he's one of the weakest primarchs out there in close combat i find that with just with that special rule i find that personally to me he's one of the best primarchs out there because it's just such a huge force multiplier a huge like Being able to do that, and then you build your army around it, right? Like You, you look in my army. I've got Larnian Terminators. They've got five weapon skill. Most of the time, they're hitting on threes, rerolling once. They've got eight strength in close combat. They're wounding on twos, rerolling once. How many times have I gone into a combat and all of a sudden, with my five Terminators, I do 20 wounds to a guy, right? Like That's that's awesome, right? Um, also, that's, I like those uh,
2: two are Yep. Yeah, but we talk about volkites. Right? rolls on rerolls.
3: Yeah, yeah, I've got strength, strength six volkites. I'm hitting on threes, rerolling ones. Wounding on twos, rerolling ones. Right, like I get a lot of wounds with those weapons, That's and great. it helps a lot. It helps a lot to have that preferred enemy, right? So well, I
0: know even just at the event when we were playing, and uh, I played with my wolves, charging thirty, <laughs> grace layers into Elfarious and his terminators, and. Right. You the re-rolls were what were saving you. You were rolling so many re-rolls, it was insane, man. Like turn the tide.
3: Um so he has this ability one of many, which is kind of cool. So uh after both sides have deployed, I can write down like the uh you write down which unit he can go in. Um there's a bunch of rules as to which units that you can you can choose. Uh, So what happens is then you can reveal him at the start of any of the controlling player's turns from the second turn onward. You can reveal him. So you take a model, you replace him, uh, you take him off, and you replace him with Alpharius. So you lose that model. Uh, There's a bunch of other rules. Uh, So if you don't uh, reveal him by turn five, um, he's automatically revealed. right? So it's a really cool rule. Um, I never use it. Uh, the reason I never use it is because if you're running like a very expensive unit of Termayers, for example, to replace one model with him is very pricey. Right. Um, on the other hand, if <laughs> even if that's not your care, I find that you can't bring him in on the first turn, So his ability like the preferred enemy special rule is huge and i i wouldn't don't want to lose that first turn of shooting with with that ability right so i find that it's just i i I don't know i just don't really like to use it because most likely you will be able to figure out where he is anyways (laughs) And if I'm surprising you, then I'm probably putting it in a unit where he's not going to be most effective at. And in addition to that, I'm giving up a whole turn of preferred enemy, which, you know, 30k is a first strike game. There's very few armies that aren't off a strike. And so when you're playing against them, you want to be the one to, you know, fire first and you want to do as much damage as possible.
0: So if you use that rule and he's with, say, a squad of terminators and they all die. Is he dead?
3: Uh, no, no. So no. it says... Um, should a unit falls back, it immediately rallies when he's out. Um, let me just tell you right now. Uh, it does talk about it here. I'm just trying to find... It's like it a where. big long
2: paragraph. on yeah, What you can, you can't
3: do.
0: Okay.
3: Um, I think he just has to come in from reserve. No, it's not I bad. think that's what I remember. It's oh, yeah, yeah. If, if the unit is destroyed... And he can't be placed for some reason. Then he's placed on, on in ongoing reserves, right? So I mean, imagine that happening. You pick like a headhunter unit because you want a surprise, and you just decide that you're like, "Oh, I'm going to kill those guys," and then I have to go into ongoing reserves and then come in from a table edge. Yeah. And well, he's got well, yeah. So um,
1: that's your best to to bring him out right away. I, I
3: like to, I like to bring him yeah. out right away personally. Yeah. Um, his sure. other awesome abilities. um, he's got the insidious mastermind he's called. So he seizes on a four plus, right? So him and Horace are the only ones that do this. Um, And being able to seize on a four plus is awesome for two reasons. One, you have a 50-50 chance of going first, even when you're not going first. But in addition to that, your opponent is always worried about you seizing initiative. So a lot of times the opponent has that choice. If they're deploying first, are they going to deploy their normal, you know, alpha strike way or are they actually going to deploy a little conservatively just in case because it's a flip of a coin at that point whether you're going to go first so there's been lots of times where I've had opponents like deploy very aggressively I deploy reasonably aggressively and then I seize initiative and then you know the game a lot of times can be over first turn right because they're not hiding they're not using angles to get cover things like that right so why do Um, I when I remember playing
2: in the league, I remember because you were playing mostly with the sorry, the original league we first started out. Because you were playing with the h- coils of the Hydra, right? That's right. Yeah. I remember us talking about how to beat that because you'd reroll a four plus, right? Yeah. For seizing. And yeah. we'd always it was it always seemed better to, to give you the first turn and try to yep. seize yourself.
3: Yep. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Right. Cause then you at least know where my units are. You can yeah. counter deploy and then you know, and a, and a lot of times I also, even without the coils of the Hydra, I'll let my opponent deploy first. Yeah. Because I want to see where they go. Um, so then I can um, I can counter their deployment, right? Depending on the army, of course, if they have a massive alpha strike list, then maybe I still want to deploy first if I can counter it, but yeah. Um, so their ability uh, units arriving with uh, outflank can add D3 inches to their movement on the turn they arrive. This is kind of cool, Um, not use tons because it adds to your movement. So if you're like a vehicle and you move like over 12, you know, um, you can't really disembark also if you're using that ability, if you're in a vehicle right, things like that. But it it is cool, right, because you can get that extra little bit of movement. Um, The other one that really neat is if you bring on a unit from reserve and I have the same type of unit, I can choose to bring it on instead. So for example, Bill, you run veterans, I run veterans, yeah. right? You roll four plus and you bring your units in reserve, then I can say, nope, that's okay, I'm going to roll. So if I roll and I successfully roll a four plus, you don't actually bring your unit during your turn. I bring my unit on during my, during your turn and I would just bring them on. So that's really, really neat. Um, it doesn't apply tons. Mainly it happens with like um, veterans. Uh, and maybe javelins, right? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people run those. Um, but it, but it's still neat. It's happened a few times, and it's really nice to see the opponent's face when they're like, "Oh, I just rolled that reserve, and then I have to roll it again." And now my units on the board. So that in my turn, they're free to move and do whatever they want, right? So yeah, so. I, I don't think I've ever seen that roll. <laughs> <And> it's, definitely... <laughs> it, it's happened a few times, but again, it has to be like a similar type of unit, right? Yeah, it's so same. Unless you're running, like, veterans and units that I have, it doesn't really apply, right? Um, And then Legion, Alpha Legion units that enter play using this rule may still outflank and gain the movement bonus for that rule. So, um, But can be targeted by your Interceptor units. So Hmm. it's kind of cool, right? Like, I can still, like, if my veterans have outflank, for example, they can come in outflank, things like that, right? That's awesome. Uh, his armor is 2 plus 4 plus and then the spear we kind of went over um the other big thing too is in addition uh his armor provides immunity to poison and fleshbane ooh right we were just talking about the lion no (laughs) not that it makes a huge difference because the lions so much strength of the horse you're still not winning that fight, but <laughs> it is nice because there are units out there with poison and flesh pain that he w- he would ignore that was, no. those rules, right? So, um, oh, again, great. he's four hundred fifteen points, so he's by far not the most expensive Primark, but he's not cheap either, right? I really like running him because if anybody has played against me or played my army, like you know what I do, I have a very Good combination of units that work very well together, and I use all those rules um, in combination. I, I do run a bunch of vehicles, but majority of the army of mine that does damage are my 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 troops, uh, infantry, jet bikes, things like that. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I really like. Al- yeah, yeah. I really like Alpha Legion. I think they're they're an awesome army. I think Mutable Tactics, being able to choose at the beginning is really, really cool. I think their fluff is awesome. Um, I think the ability to play different armies is really, really cool. I I like them too because unlike other legions, which tend to be very focused on certain things, right? So, you know, uh, Blood Angels tend to be very assault marine oriented, um white scars tend to be very fast and bike oriented and jet bikes and things like that, right? I find that Alpha Legion don't necessarily have that one thing, but they talk about them being able to mimic and do almost anything they want. So kinda like Dark Angels, right? Like Dark Angels were the first. They had to do everything. So I kind of feel like the Twentieth Legion is similar to that, is that if I want to build an army, there's no way in fluff that somebody would be able to come to me and tell me, well, that this is not an alpha Legion army. Right. Cause I would go and disagree with them. Yeah. Right. And, and I, that's another reason why I like them is cause they kind of, I should be able to pull anything and, and still be fluffy with them. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that's, that's good, man. Like definitely, uh, a nice overview for anyone who's interested in alpha legion or plays currently. Like it's definitely good info for them to hear. And, mm. and again, to touch on um, if you guys have questions uh, that you want answered, like on the beginning of the next podcast, let us know. Cause yeah, we'll there's time we can make for that. If you have questions like for Armin specifically on a build or something uh, with this army too, like let us know. Um, or if
3: you disagree with me, yeah, shout it out. Like I've had times where people have told me something, and I'm like, I never considered that, and then I incorporated secretly into my next army. That definitely happens. So if you think that I'm wrong on something, please tell yeah. me because I want to. We should uh,
2: put his personal number down there so people can just tell
3: <laughs> him. please. Um. No, yeah, absolutely. Like, if you guys disagree with me, please do because there's lots of times where, you know, I'll hear something and I'm like, "Huh, that's that's awesome. I like that. That's better than what I was thinking, right?" Yeah. Because I, I learn through playing. Like, I read, I can tell which army is pretty good or not, but a lot of times I'll play and I'm like, "Yeah, I like this better," or "I don't like this," right? So, no, that's great. Definitely, yeah, um, yeah. Please do,
0: yeah. I guess that kind of wraps up this round for this particular uh, podcast. And mm-hmm. uh, next time we'll be going over Raven Guard. So that's be pretty Perfect. sweet. Um, I
3: won't talk nearly as much.
0: No. <laughs> 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 well, I don't think most of us will on that one. But um, yeah, definitely. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, if you like what we're doing, please like, share, subscribe. Also comment, chime in if there's stuff that you want us to talk about other than, you know, just the legions. If you have questions just about um, games, events, whatever, let us know. Um, and yeah, thank you for uh, joining us, guys.
1: Catch Cheers, guys. Thank you.